listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In this episode of the podcast, Alexandra Tanya joins us. She's the co-founder of the cult e-commerce rug company, Miss Amara. During this episode, we talk about running a global company from her home in Hong Kong, harnessing her creativity and seeing amazing growth in sales and the business as a whole. We talk about her business journey, living overseas, working overseas, as well as social media and so many other aspects. Hi, Alex. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi, Alison. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I always pinch myself when people want to learn more (laughs) about me. This is the joy of podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. Do you? I do. I do. It's really fascinating, isn't it? Because it's one thing to know a company, but I think it's more fascinating to know the people behind it. Agree. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I always say that. I'm like, for people that want to hide behind their brand, I'm like, I totally get it, but you need to have a platform or a way of having, like, for people to get to know you and understand. Absolutely. I'm well into, like, my biographies at the moment. I'm not sure if you're the same, but, like, autobiographies, biographies, yeah. like, I just want to know about everyone's story. <laughs> oh, we're sticky beaks, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> All right. So you, you were just saying before we hit record, you are in Hong Kong. Tell us what I am like at the moment. It's honestly, we've had it very, very lucky. So um, we moved to Hong Kong a few years ago just because we wanted to be closer to our product. So our beautiful product, um, in case the people listening don't know, is, you know, yeah, we make make beautiful rugs and we're very involved with the whole process. Um, We meet our beautiful artisans that actually make the rugs in India. We go to Turkey as well, which is another place that they're, they're made in. And so we moved to Hong Kong more just to have a great base, to be able to get there at a moment's notice. You know, if a collection was finished, we were on the plane and we were going over there and touching and feeling and rolling around all over our product. So, um, yeah, so we've been in Hong Kong, so we've been very, very lucky amidst the COVID situation. Um the the actually it's it's a bit of a different mentality here I'm not sure if you remember but they had SARS here so I think yeah yeah so I think everyone here is very very um cognizant of you know always having a mask on and protecting their family members particularly because during the whole SARS epidemic you know a lot of people lost family close to them it was quite horrendous so We've been quite lucky in that we haven't had to do a lockdown. Haven't you really? So you obviously wear masks when you leave the house? Absolutely, absolutely. We all wear masks. Everyone is, like, disinfecting you as you walk into buildings. You're scanning QR codes everywhere. And we do have limits. So, for example, we had um, a stage where if we were going to a restaurant, it was only two people at a table, for example. We still are not allowed to eat in cinemas and things like that. But um, very grateful. I think it's been great for the economy that there hasn't been a complete shutdown, especially for the F&B business. But um, in terms of remote working, 
Um, we were very lucky in that we were able to go into the office. There was a short moment where we did say to our staff, look, it's, it's, it's optional if you want to go into the office, you can. But we actually have mostly a remote team and we've been that way since day one. So when COVID kind of happened, it was sort of business as usual. We're really lucky in that we didn't have to kind of scramble and go, oh, well, how do I do this? And let's all download Zoom. We were so used to that life. Have yeah. you been able to travel during this time? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. Can you travel now? Uh, not really, no. And I say that uh, we haven't been back to Australia, so I'm, I'm yeah. unfortunately a COVID bride. <laughs> We're very strict over here. So apart from yeah. this, like, have you been able to travel anywhere outside of Hong Kong? No, no, I haven't. When will that resume, do you think? Oh, God, I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> um, only because it's, it, I don't think anytime soon. It's quite, right. it's, it's not going to happen soon for us. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's so interesting hearing, um, you know, what's going on. I coach a lot of people over in the US and the UK and it's, it's yeah, interesting. Right. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Everyone's yeah. different. And, and it's so funny. I was speaking to someone the other day in that, like, she had a business where she was basically had a customer in Australia and she um, nicknamed that customer uh, and she had kind of, you know, the habits of that customer. And then she had her customer in the US and learned that the situations were totally different and, you know, they had to market differently to each customer. And, yeah, it was it's fascinating to understand everyone's global positioning at the moment. So you were originally in Sydney, correct? I was, have Sydney girl. Have you been in Sydney or have you been a traveller? Always been in Sydney. Okay. Honestly, I literally never left. It was, and I honestly thought that I would stay there forever until I met my husband um, who had plans to move to Asia. Wow. And when we were first dating, I remember he was saying to me, you know, this isn't going to be serious because I'm going to move to Asia. <laughs> um, and fast forward to today. Yeah, so he's my business partner. Yeah. He's my business partner. But when we met, obviously, we were both doing our own thing. We we're both in technology, but he was looking at starting something in Jakarta. He wanted to start like a, a financial um, platform in Indonesia. And so I went over with him and then decided quite quickly that um, it was not really a place that I wanted to live. And then we came to Hong Kong, um, yeah, and the rest is history. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, we could talk forever. We'll move on. We'll move on okay. to the next topic. Okay. So tell us about Miss Amara. Of course, of course. So for those of you that don't know Miss Amara, we are an online business that sells rugs, and that's the less sexy way of saying it. We like to think that we're changing the way that rugs are sold online. That's what I what I tell people these days um, and we really are look at us really as a lifestyle brand so we like to our company mission is to inspire and delight which means that we're a content first company you know we we really try very very hard to create content that will inspire people to change up their rooms and change up their you know um, lounge room I think I truly truly believe that your home environment has such a big impact on 
the way that you feel, the way that you're able to unwind and relax in your state of happiness. And that has always been my mantra my whole life. So um, it was something that we very much wanted to instill at Miss Amara. So we started off really just um, curating beautiful content and we wanted to get a following that basically we had people who wanted, I wanted to have people follow us because we were putting out beautiful content and we were inspiring them. I certainly didn't want to put a rug in front of them and say, hey, buy this, because to me that felt very unnatural. So that's, you know, I'm happy to have everyone follow us and whether you're going to buy a rug or not. And along the process, if you do, that's great. (laughs) Oh, your your content is beautiful. When you first... thank you so much. How many rugs do you think you had in the range? When we first launched the business, we had zero rugs in the range. So we were actually drop shipping. We were going through a distributor and we were buying their product and we were shipping out to customers. It's funny to think back to those days, but yes, that's what we were doing. And I'm really grateful that we started that way because we got so many learnings Mm. um, about kind of what customers wanted. And I think the best thing that we did was listen and take all those learnings and create create our own range. Yeah. At what point did you create your own range? So um, we created our own range when basically, as I mentioned to you before, we created this brand off the back of this beautiful, beautiful content. And I remember really clearly so We had a customer, and back then I was doing all the customer service. You know how it is when you start your business, you're doing everything. (laughs) I had a customer and she received a rug, and obviously it didn't come with our packaging because it had been sent from someone else because we were buying rugs at that time. And I remember she just kicked up the biggest fuss. She was irate. She was so angry. And she's like, I bought a Miss Amara rug. And she said, you know, Um, this is like, because the packaging didn't have our branding on it, she said, this is like buying a Versace and receiving a Target. (laughs) Interesting. It was so, it was like a light bulb moment to me where I was like, okay, this is... Got a point. This is our brand and the product and our brand, it's just not aligning and this isn't going to work. So, I mean, I think our end goal was always to make our own product, but um, when that happened, it was just like, okay, we've got to do this. Mm. So it was quite difficult to start off with. We obviously, we went to trade shows where you would meet manufacturers and they all have their MOQs. They all have their minimum order quantities, for those of you that um, don't know that acronym. And no one wanted to talk to us because we were small and they didn't They didn't want to do a test range of products for us. That was too small for them, especially when we had competitors that were ordering by the container load. So um, essentially we just went around and no one would want to talk to us. And then I remember... There was this small little trade show in Hong Kong, actually, and we met this beautiful Indian supplier who was talking to us, and he had seen our brand. So he had followed us on Instagram, and he knew of us, and he said to us, you know, if you guys want to make your own range, I don't even care about a minimum order quantity. We just want to get involved because they 
knew that we were doing things a little bit differently and they just wanted to get involved. So we started off with four products, actually, only four products. And we did we did it. He was so helpful. We did it on a kind of custom order basis. So we had photos of them. And when a customer placed an order, we would then, the artisan would then make the rug and we would ship it over to the customer. What was the lead time with that setup? Yeah, so that was the most challenging thing, four to six weeks, because obviously each piece is made by hand by the artisans. You know what? When you're fitting out your house, though, that lead time is expected. You know, like not necessarily a rug, but when you're getting, like when you're ordering artwork or, you know, like things for, for for your living room. Absolutely. Four to six weeks, it's like, oh, it's a pain. But, yeah, okay, you know, if I'm going to get what I want, then I'll wait. So, yeah. Absolutely. But um, I do think, especially in the Amazon day and age, you know, we are impatient. (laughs) And I definitely think our customers, they see the beautiful content and you know what it's like when you order something and you're really anxious to receive it. So I definitely understand why that was frustrating for them to see the beautiful photo and then have to wait that long. So that's something that is, um, it's always a challenge, I guess, because sometimes, you know, I'll create, uh, I'll have a design where I don't think it will maybe, you know, go, go off necessarily and it will surpass all of our expectations and customers and will literally sell out in a day. And then I kind of have to order another batch, which takes, you know, two, three months, which would still a bit of a process in terms of you can never guess what's going to be popular. You can have a good idea, but you can never guess. Yeah, so true. What was the inspiration behind starting this business? Oh, that's a that's a long story, but I guess we've got time. Yeah, uh, there's no background in it at all. So um, basically, as I mentioned, um, my husband, we actually met on Tinder. (laughs) We met when we were both working in the technology field. So I was working in app development and we were kind of solving problems in the real estate um, world. And my husband was in technology. He had a cloud hosting company. So couldn't be more different. I actually studied architecture, though. If you go right back to it, I studied architecture back at university and I've always loved having a creative outlet and designing. And basically, um, I think what we have in common is that we are constantly talking, even, you know, outside of work. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a blessing and a curse, but we're always talking about how things could be done better. And so it just happened that um, when my husband was working in technology, he was advising to an SEO company. So SEO companies typically look at search volumes of different things. Um, In case anyone listening isn't aware, I know I didn't know a lot about SEO before. Um, And so one of the guys at that company spotted that there was a huge search volume for rugs. Wow. So lots of people were searching for rugs and my husband just thought that's really strange. It's such a random thing. And it certainly wasn't a sexy space back then. No. So back then it was like, you know, guys shouting at you on TV and it was like closing down, closing down, closing down. It was kind of a very seedy, very like gold chain kind of industry. 
and it wasn't sexy at all. Um, and so my husband kind of said, you know, um, you know, there's a huge search volume for rugs, which I find really interesting, you know. And then we kind of asked our family and, and all of them had wanted to buy a rug at some stage in their life. But because the process was so broken and it was so terrible, all of us just abandoned the idea because, you know, we'd get inspired and we'd get on Pinterest and we'd love the thought of owning a rug, but it was just too difficult. Um, so we talked about it more and more and we talked about the problems that existed in the rug industry and we talked about how we could solve that and we really just wanted to create the most exceptional, most uncomplicated journey for people buying rugs and we set out to kind of fix all of those problems and I think I think we You've done it really well. Your content, oh, thank you. Because you can, I can see that people are happy to buy the rugs online because your photography is really good. You can see the rugs well. It's so important, yeah. you know, particularly with the high value product. Um, you're, it's not like you know a shampoo that you're selling. No. It's a rug that most people have never even bought a rug, yeah. and for such a high value item, the one thing that we recognise is. It's, really scary purchase and it's one that people haven't done before So my next question is what happened do you find that people um order a rug and they're like oh it's not quite right for the room and then they want to switch it over like do you have that scenario or it's not too bad absolutely absolutely so um the first thing that we did with our business is we wanted to create something that was unique to us and Along the way, we've had a few competitors try and copy our model, but this is the one thing that they haven't been able to replicate because it's a very expensive process and it's quite difficult to offer. It's called a tried-at-home service. So what that means is if you see a rug online and you love it, you can buy that rug, you can get it delivered to your house, you can move all your furniture out of the way, you can put the rug in the space, you can put your couch and everything on top of it. And if you go, you know what? colors just aren't right it's just not suiting my house the way that I thought it would and you know it's difficult to visualize I I can completely completely um sympathize with that so um if you put it down and yes you don't like it you decide that it doesn't suit or you want something a bit thicker or you want something a bit more plush you can just let us know and our couriers we have it inbuilt to our system that our couriers will come back they'll pick up the rug you've got to package it up Um, but they'll come back and pick up the rug, bring it back to our warehouse and you get a full refund. So it kind of takes the scariness out of it. Yeah. Can you like order three rugs and return two or you don't? So we do ask that customers try one at a time. So you absolutely can, but start with the one that you love the the best, the most first. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Incredible. So it's funny, it's funny that you asked that because yeah. in the early days, I think people they were visualizing a rug pulling a truck pulling up with 10 different rugs that they could try <laughs> on. It's like, yeah, you don't want to go there as a business owner. <laughs> what what would you say has been a really big learning experience you've had in this journey so far? Oh, there have been so many. Um think just I mean this sounds really general 
but I really believe it is just like trust yourself mm-hmm. because as I mentioned before, you know, um, the rug space, when we started, it wasn't a sexy space. And I remember back in the early days when we just started, I would go to networking events, business events, where I would tell people, you know, I'd be really excited to go and, you know, I would get into a group of uh, the huddles that you obviously get into when you go to networking and everyone would say, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And I remember I would say, oh, um, I sell rugs online. (laughs) And I just remember people would just go, Oh, okay. Next <laughs> Let's walk away. I want to. I want to talk to someone who's in fintech <laughs> or in Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but I think back in the day it was really difficult. Um, we weren't a sexy space. But I think trust yourself is the biggest mm. thing because if you've had a thought like you know this could be done better and this is my vision than inevitably other people have and they've, they're experiencing that pain and trust it to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Farah. So what's the focus for next year? Next year, um, there are lots of focuses. What isn't the focus? Yes, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, so I think product is the biggest one so we're really really excited um our product is basically all made in house now and I think there's been a bit of a shift so I think when we started we were that cool little online store that sold rugs and I think now we're known more for our product so people say you know we hear people say like we want a Miss Amara rug which is so exciting for us so product is a huge focus the other thing is um We've built quite a following worldwide in on our social because of the content, I guess, that we yeah. put out. And we've recently launched in the US. So really getting to know the US customer, I would say, is a big one because I, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on the Australian customer and likewise um, the New Zealand customer we have quite a good handle on. So right now we're in um, Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong and just the US. And I think when you first launch in a market, it's hard because the buyers are different and you've really got to like get in their heads and know every single thing about them. So I think for both markets when we launched, it was just like it was not because I recognise the problem in Australia. So I understood the problem in Australia. But in each market that you launch, it's not as simple as just, you know, flicking a switch and putting a um, dot nz at the end of your domain yeah. um, you've really got to understand that customer we're finally really making strides we I feel like we definitely know a lot more about the New Zealand customer and I think the focus is really the US customer next year just really understanding you know what makes them tick and what they're used to and what we need to offer them where are you dispatching the rugs from do you have a central warehouse or do you have warehouses in each location We have warehouses in each location. The main one is in Australia. Um, And, yeah, so we either have our own warehouse or we work with a 3PL warehouse in each location. Mm. There's a lot going on. What's your role within the company these days? So, as I mentioned in the beginning, I was kind of doing it all, as you do. But um, these days I'm more of a creative director, which I 
absolutely love, which means I'm driving all of the product development. Um, it also means that any piece of content, any piece of marketing, I've done that brand check. I know that the brand is innately and very much us. It's authentic. It's who we are. Our tone of voice is on check. Our creatives are on check. Our offering is on check. Um, and that's kind of, yeah, I still have a big hand in the content and the marketing. Yeah. Where are you doing the photo shoots? Are you doing them over in Hong Kong? I don't do any photo shoots. Right. I'm like, it doesn't look like they're being done in Hong Kong. Yes. No, not at all. So um, so the product, I'm sorry, the product photo shoots we do, we have a studio in Hong Kong. Yeah. And it's it's very important with the product shows that we show you know, every little detail like the tassels and the corner and the underside because it's a big purchase and you want to, I'm that customer that's going through every single thumbnail and give me every every angle, like more angles the better. I'll go yeah. through a 100 of them if, if yeah. you can give them to me. So we do that in Hong Kong and we're very, very strict about these, the minimum minimum number of angles and this is the consistent lighting because all of that matters in Hong Kong. But in terms of the in-situ photos, I just, I mean, we learned really, really quickly from an act of me doing a photo shoot and like failing miserably that it just, a real home is a real home and you can't replicate that in a photo shoot scenario um, I wanted rugs that looked lived on and loved, you know. Um, so we decided really early on that photo shoots just went fast. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay, so where, where can everyone find Miss Amara? Um, Miss, if you're in Australia, missamara.com.au. If you're in Hong Kong, missamara.hk. Um, and if you're in New Zealand, missamara.com.au. Um, Co.nz, and if you are in um, the US, samara.com. Amazing. And what I will do is obviously put the link at relauncher.com.au so everyone can click through and find you. So Thank I- you so much. Oh, it's been great speaking. I know, it's been so fun. Yeah.